All right. Hello and welcome to Half-Blind Hecklers episode 72. So we have an interesting show today and it's not going to be on YouTube, which we'll get into later. Bust off YouTube. We don't like you. Yep. We don't like you anymore. And we'll talk about that later about why we don't like YouTube. So first thing we're going to talk about is Biden trying to avoid the kids in cages remark. Even who built the cages, Joe? Who built the cages? Who built the cages, Joe? <laughs> so, trying to avoid that remark, even though it's clearly the exact exact same thing that was happening during the Trump administration. And it's okay when we do it. Yeah, it's totally okay when we do it. Even though, like, we're going to probably analyze what's going on and realizing what else are you going to do? Like, it's not a perfect situation, but these people are coming over and you can't not... Look at them. You can't just say, oh, like, they're your kids, even though a large portion of those people are not their kids. But we'll talk about that later. Yep. <laughs> then we'll talk about more Americans identifying as LGBT than ever before. And mm. an interaction that Rand Paul had with the new potential associate health secretary. Oh, that man's my hero. Yeah. Oh, I love Rand Paul later. Power to Rand! Power to Rand! Then we're going to talk about the newest, like, revelation that there is another fake hope, fake hate crime. Another Jesse Smollett. Yep, another Jesse Smollett. And this one's not being widely publicized. And why there should be a penalty for faking a hate crime. Yeah. And have two separate instances. Talk about two separate instances where people were molested while in quarantine while following the policies of the Canadian government. And then finally, a maskless confrontation at a Burnaby Canadian Tire. We're going to talk about what happened, what we see as what was the outcome, and where we're going. And then, of course, we're going to talk about our newest platform called NewTube, and how we want to up our subscribers from four to a bazillion. <laughs> so, that's, starting uh, off. That's some serious optimism. Yes, it is. Some serious, serious optimism. But there is right. reason for optimism because YouTube is yep. not throttling our views anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Which we we proved that this is this was happening. Oh. It was a joke. It was it was really dumb. Alright, so Biden tries to avoid kids in cages tag amid increased child migrant flow at southern border. The administration is facing an early challenge about how to deal with migrant use at the US Mexico border, putting on the defensive over the very issue Democrats long used to excoriate Trump for a kids in cages approach even though it wasn't really a kids in cages approach but we'll talk about that in a second so the flow of unaccompanied migrant children taken into custody by federal authorities has risen dramatically of late more than 1500 children were apprehended last week with an additional 300 detained on sunday according to the government there are dramatic increases in of numbers of children arriving the department of health and human services reported this week that its facilities for children were near capacity so and of course so one of the only people, one of the only Democrats that actually criticized the administration was AOC. So even though she's not all there, she was at least consistent. She's like, you know, kitchen cages, always bad. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I, can, I can respect that. You'll see. Yeah. And while other immigration activists aren't exactly crying hypocrisy, they're increasingly concerned about similarities between approaches by the two administrations. Yeah. It's okay when we do it. It's totally okay when we do it. If it's not yeah. hypo hypocrisy, then what is it? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> it's like, are you doing anything different? No. What's the response? 
Well, mm-hmm. Biden's trying his best. Okay, what was Trump uh, the, doing? Trump's a dictator. Ginger, this is the genocide. Nightmare. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just like, like I don't want to do a segment almost every week where I'm just saying this is the hypocrisy of the media, because I know mm-hmm. somebody's going to try and accuse us of whataboutism, but I don't care because it's a fallacy. No, it's just like it's try, you're trying to show, you're trying to demonstrate, like in real in real terms and, mm-hmm. and with real examples. That yep. the media consistently totally mis, mis uh, represents and mis misconstrues mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the real story or something like yes. that. They, it's it's very obvious that they have a bias. Like people will say, like everyone has a bias. I'm like, yeah, but there there are biases yes, that are but... much more. <laughs> there's some biases that are much more egregious than yes. others, mm-hmm. and the media is not exactly like fair minded on no, this. No, they are not fair minded on this. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the media and how you respond. So, the White House press secretary, the used Ford Pinto, Jen Psaki. <coughs> the, the, the worst ginger in the world. I feel ashamed to be a ginger when I speak. <laughs> when she opens her mouth, I feel like these, like this chill of like, ugh, she's ruining it for all she's of us. She's ruining it for all of us. Like, I want to revoke my, my, my gingerness. So, yes. There's a pandemic going on, Jen Psaki told the reporter. I'm sure you're How not suggesting you? that we have children right next to each other in ways that are not COVID safe. Are you? She sounds like like Kathy Newman with like uh, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, it's like so you're saying you so you're want saying us to put children in women? cages. <laughs> you're 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 saying you're racist. It's like no, he never said that. Like you like the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, so so video transcript. Why is the Biden administration reopening a temporary facility for migrant children in Texas? Jen Psaki. Well, first, the policy of this administration, as you well know, but just for others, is not to expel unaccompanied children who arrive at the border. And the process, how it works, is that Customs and Border Control continue to transfer unaccompanied children to the HSS Office of Refugee Resettlement. That can take a couple of days. I just want to give this context, as people need to understand the process. But because of COVID-19 rabbit holes, the social distancing requirements... People are dumb. Like, I think... This goes on and on as to, like, reasons why... They're using the exact same thing they criticize the Trump administration for doing, and it's like, you are so terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is like the, the epitome of circle round Saki, you know? Yeah. Basically, she, she's always, like, doing, like, it's like she, she she needs to, like, provide every kind of context, or she'll just get back to it later. Uh, she, like, this is, I I try to be fair with everybody, but yeah. this is literally the the worst press secretary I have, I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. In the White House, like I, it, it actually, yeah. like it actually hurts watching her. It's actually painful. Yes. Like I'll give you an example that would that this isn't here, but uh, in another in another question, one of the reporters asked her, like you know, about the upcoming meeting that uh, that um, Biden was going to have with Trudeau. Oh. And he asked oh. her, it's like, oh, by the way, so like, uh, are they going to talk about opening the border? And she's like, uh, the border? She's like, yeah, yeah, like they are, like it's been closed for a while. Like, are we gonna, you know, they're gonna talk about that? It's just like, in, is this related to COVID? It was like, how do you not know this? You were like press secretary, yeah, like this you're is supposed your job. to know these things. <laughs> this is your stinking job. How do you not know the border with your closest trading partner? Yeah, totally. It's closed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, who are you? How did yeah. you, how did you get this job? Because she is a woman, and oh, of course, no, but 
Oh, like, no, they, do you remember that question? Do you remember that question? It was like, so what are you doing for like small businesses who are struggling during the pandemic? And like, that's a great question. What we're doing is we have a woman who is the like small businesses <laughs> yeah. administration. It's like, that doesn't yeah. change anything. Trump had a woman <laughs> for this position to uh-huh. shut up. Uh-huh. Shut up. <laughs> you are so incompetent. Uh-huh. I think the running joke with her is that the circle back, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to circle back for that. They basically is saying, I'm unprepared. I don't know my, I don't know my stuff. And so I'll get back to you once I've actually done some homework. Yeah. See, it's I like, would... like Kaylee McEnany. Ma- oh, McEnany, Kaylee like, McEnany would run circles around her. We can't miss you more, woman. We can't. Yeah. No, like, I kind of want to, a... I kind of want to make a t-shirt mm-hmm. that has Jen Saki saying circle back. And then yeah. she's like trying to kick something, and then she like it like has like a little circle, and it like kicks herself in the ass. <laughs> circle <laughs> back and kick my own ass. Because <laughs> uh, that's yeah, basically what she's doing to herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. The, the problem here is like the like okay. So right now in the media and mm-hmm. the American media, oh, totally. you. You you be, you used to have like it was like every single day panic button and, yep. and outrage and chaos about about whatever Trump said in one of his tweets, right? Yeah, and how and, he wasn't handling COVID. It's like yeah, and how everything. And, and if you notice, like CNN always had that the running the ticker. Their, yeah, yeah, we always tell you like you know how many people are dying, how many people are dying, and and it, it all as it soon all as he took away. office, well, as soon as Joe yeah. Biden took office, yep, yeah, it went away. Yeah, and and you'll notice like all the networks are now kind of like they're they're almost focusing on on fluff stories. They're not even real stories anymore. Yeah, because they're nobody's like holding uh, Joe Biden accountable. So mm-hmm. this is what happens, and this is where the impression that people get that like it's all Trump's fault. Trump was the Trump was the one dividing America. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like no, he wasn't. You, the media, and all these leftists. Made yep. wanted to make war and they wanted to make life miserable for everyone. Yes, and so they, so this is the the false impression we get right now. Yeah. Things are calm and quiet, and people will say like, you know, oh, it's because Joe Biden is is in office. So yeah. now we don't. Have he's the calming presence because he's an old man yeah. who likes to put logs in the fire by himself, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, it's just that you guys are not asking the right questions, and you guys are just. What's Joe Biden's flavor favorite flavor of ice cream? Mm-hmm. It's exactly yeah. how the how the media treated Justin Trudeau in the early days of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and like the only reporter in the White House press corps who's actually pressuring Jen Psaki and the Democrats on any of their decisions is Peter Ducey, and all credit to him mm-hmm. for actually asking good questions, like the question where he yeah. asks further down here about Kamala Harris was good yeah where it was like this is the same facility that was open for a month in the trump administration and it's like that's what joe biden said under trump there have been horrifying scenes of the border and kamala harris said basically babies in cages is a human rights abuse so how is this any different than that that is a great question like that is a fantastic question and it is shameful that there is only one individual in the entire press corps that's willing to ask that question mm-hmm like they all, they all looking, know who they don't know who pay, pays their bills. Oh yes, their they totally know who their boss is. But yeah. like, if we're actually looking at this situation, if we're looking at the kids in the cages, like if we're looking at illegal immigration coming across the southern border of the United States, we have to be realistic about this. 
we have to be realistic that a large segment of these people, a large people segment that are adults coming with children, are not their kids. They're coyotes. They're coyotes. Yeah, they're gangsters. A lot of these kids are being half-starved. Smuggled or used. Or they come across and they're half-starved. Like, I remember there was an incident, I think it was in 2018 or 2019, and they're like, oh, like, ICE mistreated this kid, and that's why he died in captivity. And it's like, no, he came to ICE, like, severely dehydrated and malnourished because he hadn't eaten or drank anything in days and was forced to walk mile, hundreds of miles, across basically an empty desert. Yeah. By these people that are transporting him. Like, these people that are taking these kids and mistreating them in such a manner are monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they can't wait and do the process properly. And so they're like, well, we might have a better life, and I'm going to f- basically subject my kids, or these coyotes are subjecting other people's children, children. Yeah. to terrible situations and letting them starve so they have an easier way into the United States. Yeah. it's uh, <clears throat> So, like, during that, during that debate with uh, Trump and Biden... When Trump was talking mm-hmm. about uh, coyotes, I mean, people were people that generally thought he was talking about like animals, animals, like, yeah, actual, was, like that actual dragging coyote. dragging the kids across the border, yeah, and, like no. the the memes went flowing like crazy. Yeah, but this is this illustrates a problem mm-hmm. is that people don't people have this in, in, in this image in their heads that the people crossing are families, mm-hmm. and they're all and, everybody's and a family, and they're all doing it for their like the best interest of their entire family. And like they're destitute, and they were mistreated by whatever government they came from, and yep, not true. basically just had the clothes in their back. And it's like none of this is true. It is also it is all a false representation given to these people by the media. And these people, yep. because they don't question the media, unfortunately, yep. many many people just refuse to question anything that the mainstream media tells them. And because they refuse to question anything, they will just say, "Oh, like it's it's Trump's fault." That these kids are malnourished and in bad situations. It's not the people that took them to the border and had them cross illegally. It's Trump's yeah. fault. It's Trump's yeah. fault that COVID spread throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Despite the yeah. fact that Democrats were like, oh, and go and party up in Chinatown. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but, like, the thing is, like, you know, if you look at, like, overall, like, overall, look at the entire thing, Trump was actually fixing the problem. Oh, yeah, he was. He actually... He was making efforts to actually not mm-hmm. only to build a wall, but also to disincentivize people yep. from, from coming going across the border, from all this kind of stuff, right? Yep. The Democrats have completely yep. uh, undone that undone policy. That. And now and they're so, essentially pushing for more. They're like, oh, yes, like if you come across, we might give you citizenship without, like, if you come across and claim refugee status, we'll just give you citizenship. Like, that'll yeah. solve so, the problem. So they talk in this one about like an increase in like the amount of kids, the amount of kids that they're mm-hmm. getting, and so they have yep. to increase the size. That's that's a, entirely of their making. Mm-hmm. This is. isn't like you know like oh it's just some random like situation. They made this possible with their policies and with their talking points. Yeah. So if if anyone's really responsible here, it is Joe Biden and his it administration. Is. Yep. Totally. That's that's what's happening here. Yep. The Democrats are at fault. Screw you, YouTube. We can say that now. <laughs> Joe Biden's a fascist. No. <laughs> Joe Biden build the cages, Joe. Who built the cages, cages, Joe? Yeah, it's gonna be like our catchphrase. I think yeah. maybe I'll, I might switch that over. No, I like your current text tone for Danny. For the one who can see his current text tone on my phone is because you'd be in jail. 
That's my that's my text tone. That's your text tone. Is whenever you text me, it says because you'd be in jail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's from Trump and Hillary. Okay. Because uh, it's like okay. Well, that yeah. works. I mean, it's just I I, I never said that or, or no no no. But it's it's just funny because it's like a okay. quote from Trump, and I'm like, you'd find this funny because you I don't would, like Hillary at all. <laughs> not at all. So, anyways, I said anyways. Crap. Well. <laughs> Drink, drink, drink. Oh, yeah, drink. We will make this into a drinking game, and I will make everybody stay sober. (laughs) (laughs) I will work at it. I will work at it. Moving on to the next story about America. America. All right, more Americans identify as LGBT than ever before. Poll. So a new poll has found that more identifies identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender than ever before. According to a Gallup poll, 5.6% 5.6% of the United States adults identify as LGBT. That's up from 4.5% based on the company's 2017 data. In 2012, when the Gallup began tracking the measure, it was 3.5%. For the first time, they asked respondents to indicate their precise sexual orientation as opposed to responding yes or no. The poll found that more, more than half of LGBT, LGBT adults identify as bisexual, about a quarter is gay, 11.7% is lesbian, and 11.3% is transgender. Additional 3.3 use a different non-heterosexual term to describe their sexual orientation, such as queer or same-gender same loving. No idea how that's different than <laughs> the other ones, but I don't understand some of these people. Respondents like could give spi- multiple responses. It's like responses. spices, you know, like, you know, spices for your, like, personality. Yeah. It's like, I like a little saf- saffron, and, you know, he's he's all about the, uh, you know, he's, he's all about parsley, you know. Yeah. And then Bill here, he's the cilantro. So, notably, the generational group that has the highest percentage of people who identify as LGBT is the youngest, Generation Z, or Generation Z here in Canada. From 1997 to 2002, with 15.9%. That's interesting. That compares Uh to 9.1% of millennials, 3.8% of Generation X, 2% of baby boomers, and 1.3% of traditionalists. Traditionalists. (laughs) So, one of the main reasons LGBT identification has been increasing is that younger generations are far more likely to consider themselves to be something other than heterosexual. Mainly because of society changing. (laughs) I they're not more likely to consider themselves they're more likely to be told that oh you can identify as whatever you want to be you can be mm-hmm. a rainbow <laughs> you can be a dog and think of yourselves as dogs oh my I gosh like those videos <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen those videos i will link them maybe in the description because it's just freaking crazy yeah it's like what uh, I don't even I don't even have the time or like the mental stamina to go through why it's all stupid. But yeah, <laughs> like talking about this specific article, like it is kind of nuts that of course 2002 is pretty much the youngest you can be. Well, it is the youngest you can be that still be qualified as an adult. Mm-hmm. And almost 16% of new adults identify as LGBT. Mm-hmm. And of course, the majority of them are bisexuals, and bisexual is kind of like a—it's a term it's where like you can you can claim I, yourself as a victimhood status. It's like yeah. I've decided that I'm a hope, that I'm a bisexual. I'm mm-hmm. claiming victimhood status, but I don't actually have to change my lifestyle in any way. Yeah, like I know somebody like this in my friend Shelley's group, 
she claims to be a, a bisexual and it's like no you're totally into guys but you just want to be like i want to be in with my specific group of friends because yeah. i can claim that i'm bisexual and i can just yeah. kind of be like well this is my victimhood status and i can talk however i want and then claim victimhood whenever somebody accosts me for it mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that the I mean, something needs to, be, needs to be said about what's going on. Yes. I mean, the, the the talking point that people will make is that, um, you know, this this is like, you know, people were always this way. These numbers were always, uh, you know, like the same. Yeah. But people were just too scared to, to say something. Yeah. Now, there is some truth to that. But, they, the for example, in the, in the gay community, <clears throat> like the number was always consistent over yeah. like, you know, history, even when it was illegal. You know, of like gay marriage mm. and all that. Like the numbers yeah. were fairly ex- consistent over the years. The problem is, like, so number one is that social acceptance is now wide open. So people, like, you know, there's no consequences now to uh, to yeah. identify as anything like this, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, anybody can do it. There's actually, and, and there's even incentive to do it. So yes. there's like a, there's something called social capital. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, I heard this story of this girl in England who was talking to her mom. And she said that the pressure that she felt from her classmates yeah. to identify as something other than heterosexual yeah. was immense. And she was actually feeling bullied yes. by her classmates because she was boring. Why was she boring? Because mm-hmm. she she was a girl who liked boys mm-hmm. and she didn't identify as anything transgender. And yeah. so she was bullied and she was heavily pressured to you know to declare herself something other than the norm so yeah so first of all there's pressure second there's indoctrination there's yeah. there's a, totally. a massive push right now to indoctrinate children yes. and at, at like incredibly young ages mm-hmm. to not only consider this normal but to consider it almost like a better thing yeah you than, can be the better version of yourself yeah yeah exactly yeah but then okay so those are all very serious, but here's the big one, and this is why transgender ident- identification is the biggest growing trend, and there's a reason mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Because a um, in trans like in transgender uh, identification, there's something called rapid onset gender dysphoria, and yes. that was actually studied and shown in a in a very very big study that was then canceled by yeah. the woke mob. But basically, what that study showed, using data and real, real uh, uh, statistics, and you know, like all this kind of stuff, that young adolescent girls are at a huge risk of of developing this 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 uh, phenomenon. Because what mm-hmm. happens is, yep. people know that if you are a girl, if a girl is um, bulimic or if she's anorexic, it's yep. extremely high likelihood that some of her friends, her friendship group, will also develop the same eating disorder. Yep. There's a social contagion factor that is very, very prominent among mm-hmm. uh, girls. And so yes. when, when one girl or two girls come, come out as transgender, it's a lot of them are going to come out. And there's a, there's a big danger because a lot of these people are being lied to. These are children who shouldn't be making these kind of decisions. But they're yeah. being lied to. They're being told that there's no consequences. This is going to make you happier. This is going to rescue your lives. Yeah. And all these kind of things are happening. Um, and so we're basically um, using these children as, as human guinea pigs. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because the more of them they are, the, the more social capital these activists have. And so these children are actually basically cannon fodder for the people who want to use this movement 
to gain power. And yep. and there's going to be a like an absolute tsunami of like absolutely like destroyed lives mm -hmm. from yep. all of these children who are tossed into the blender yep. for for this woke uh, woke movement. It's it's absolutely heartbreaking what's happening. But yeah, so this is a very big prominent push yep. and and you can't even say no to it anymore. If you're a parent, you can't yep. you can't say no. And that is yeah. like terrifying. If you a do lot say no, if you do say no, then the government will come for you and they'll sick child protective services on you. Oh yeah. Well, right now, like in Canada, there um, the federal government is actually going through a bill called Bill Bill C six. Yep. And Bill C six is basically saying that it makes it illegal for anybody to uh, to either uh, try to prevent or uh, discourage. Um, anybody from from uh, exploring or or uh, having like you know uh, same sex attraction yeah. or transgender identification, and the language in this bill is so uh, oh, yeah. egregious that it's designed to basically punish anybody who disagrees. It basically yeah. it's designed to create a hate speech law yeah. against anybody who doesn't affirm yeah. uh, this movement. And no matter no matter how harmful, no matter how uh, damaging this is, or no matter how much it absolutely destroys, uh, you know, religious freedom or or freedom of speech or anything like that, doesn't matter. Yeah. Everyone is thrown under the bus that, and that bus is being driven by these L, uh, LGBT yeah. activists. Yay, blasphemy laws. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, freedom. Ta talking about talking about moving towards. Like talking about transing the you kids. You gotta work on your segues. You know, well, really gotta work. Yeah, on this one. I'm like, I'm, I'm tired. We started really late. <laughs> started really late. So talking about segues and talking about children being transitioned. So Rand Paul. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good segue. Speaking of transitioning. Speaking of transitioning. Oh boy. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So, there were fireworks on Capitol Hill on Thursday during the confirmation hearing of Dr. Rachel Levine, the former Pennsylvania Secretary of Health and mass mm -hmm. murderer. Mm -hmm. Levine is transgender, has been appointed by President Joe Biden to be the Assistant Secretary of Health. Some of the fiery questioning on Thursday centered on transgender issues. Rand Paul of Kentucky criticized Levine for his support of gender-conforming surgery and hormone therapy for minors. Now he's being accused of being harmful, harmful misrepresentations and looking for a fight. Let, the go, let it go into record. The witness refused to answer the question, which he did. He yeah, refused. he did, actually. If you, yeah, this, if you is, this is the question. Yeah. This is the question. Yeah. So much of the hearing focused on the pandemic, but Paul's question centered on what's being called transphobic misinformation. Of course. So he claimed, he said, general mutilation is considered particularly egregious. And oh, they, see, 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 this is what I hate. This, I mean, this I hate article is just this. so... This yeah. is what I hate. This is what I hate. They take clips... If you, okay, if you actually watch the entire interaction, mm. like, Rat Paul is brilliant. And he, oh, he yes. presents all his questions with factual data yeah. to, to, to the back up his claims. <laughs> yeah. And so he's actually presenting a very good thing. And this is what the media do. They take... They, they clip and they take out... Little things to make it sound yep. like he's like they want to present mm -hmm. him as a terrible person. Oh, yes. So this is why I can't I can't stand people who say that the mainstream media don't do this. 
I'm like, they totally do they it do this all the time. They yeah. clip, they misrepresent, and they totally, uh, yeah. you know, like I, it's just it's what so I would have, what I would have loved to actually happen, and a little bit of a of a bunny trail on Saturday when we went to the rally, and oh, we yeah. had an instance where we were asked by City News in Edmonton whether yeah. one of us would take an interview, and what we should have probably done in that instance is that one of us should have agreed to take the interview and the other secretly film it. Mm. And then say, this is what the media claims that he was saying. This is what that media, this is what that interview actually looked like. Mm -hmm. Cause it'd be like, it's not the same thing. <laughs> and just show how drastically they change what you say and clip it to make it look bad. Mm. So, See, and this is why. Okay, so, like, okay, so taking that that it's the the media uh, representation at that rally. Yeah. So there was there was a, uh, a, a one of the brother the brother of one of the main yeah. uh, organizers. He was arrested. It yeah. turned out that that arrest was completely and totally it was bogus bullcrap. Totally bogus. Totally bullcrap. He was arrested but, and released without charge. He was basically just yeah. arrested. So that he could be for seen no dragging out, so that it would be seen as this kind of incident for the media to be like, "Look at this violent rally," and yeah. that's what they called yeah, it. Yeah. They called it a violent rally. And why did they call it that? Because of that. Totally because of that one instance where incident. the cops violently arrested this man who was not yeah. really resisting in any way. He's basically just like, yeah. "You guys are abusing and assaulting me," and yeah. thankfully there were a lot of people there. They're like, "This is your name and badge number, and we're going to be coming for you." Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it was the, the police were actually completely in the wrong. They were abusing their power. And, yeah. and, and it was it was actually very difficult mm -hmm. to watch when I saw it. It was but, difficult. I mean, when you look at, when you, when I saw, I looked at the City TV, the uh, Global and all that. Yeah. They all, all started with the exact same video oh, of yeah. the uh, that guy being arrested. Yeah. And all the people around him. You know, yeah. Why? They're like vultures. They, yeah. they, they went to that and they saw it. Then they go to, like, the BLM people. And then they interview yeah. them, and they, they, they them. portray them Are these, as these like peace-loving people, and it's just like, oh, we can't be doing things like this in the love. yeah. Doesn't show any and, of their signs that actually depict like, like no. f you, and I hope you all die. Or the fact that like I found out that they were they were actually throwing things at yes, the crowd. They were. I was like, what? Yeah. Like part like, of me, so part of me wants to go on Saturday. Yeah. Part of me, but I'm like. We're going to be really busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I'm not busy, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Yeah. I'm going to... Yeah. And, yeah. And this is this is why, like, sometimes... I, I, I understand the uh, the idea of being even-handed with the, the yeah. media, okay? So, yes. like, for example, like, we try to, like, use, like, you know, sources that are from uh, both sides. Like, yeah. you know, some of them are some conservative, of them. some of them are... Yeah. Are... Mm -hmm. uh, are, are, like, more, more uh, left-leaning and all that. Yeah. Some of them the are Washington Examiner, other ones... Are yeah. Reuters, other ones are MSNBC. Yeah. What the reason I, I I find sometimes find that difficult is because when you use these left leaning sources, yeah. they are manipulating the information, and so oh, yes. you, sometimes you can't find the information mm -hmm. in full because they're not giving it to you. Yeah. And like, they intentionally will not give you the you yeah. know like the full story. They they craft it in such a way, and so um, a good example yeah. of this is like I love. Um, like a, a, a conservative podcast like Stephen Crowder, mm -hmm. Louder with Crowder. Yeah. Why? 
because yeah, he's funny and he's very informative, but he also always provides his sources. Yes. And I remember I go to any news source, any left wing news source, any one of them, CBS, NBC, CNN, CBC, Global, any one yeah. of them. Anonymous I sources. <laughs> guarantee you, I guarantee you, none of them will give you sources. None of them want you to look into the, yeah. the, the information. They just like want you to trust them. They mm -hmm. are the holders of information. You don't yeah. have to fact check them. And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I, 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 as yeah. much as I, I like to, yeah. I, I really like, I, I understand what you're saying. For, for this article, I basically just chose it because it has direct quotes on some of these sections. And even yeah. though they're claiming it's like, oh, this is a transphobic attack, it's like, well, no, exactly what he's saying. Like, this is a quote. Dr. Levine, do you believe minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? This was his answer. Transgender medicine is very complex and nuanced field with a robust research and standards of care that have been developed. If I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as Assistant Secretary of Health, I would look forward to working with you. That is not an answer. And this article saying, oh, yes, like, this is a transphobic attack saying that, oh, he didn't give, like, let the wit let the record stow, the witness did not answer the question. The witness did not answer the question. This article says, oh, no, like, they totally did. You're just being a transphobe. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. this is how the media treats Democrats versus Republicans. Mm -hmm. It is deliberate yeah. manipulation. And then, of course, yeah. the person that they have to analyze these mm -hmm. comments is a world-renowned transgender surgeon. Mm -hmm. That's the He's person who deems Paul's comments discriminatory. So objective. Great reasoning. Who wrote this? Yeah. CBS. Shame on you, yeah. you biased bigots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it's, uh, it's become so normal to me to like that that the media is is lying that it's it's not even a surprise anymore. oh i know it's just like i'm I like know. yeah i'm like I'm, I'm actually more surprised when a media when the left-wing media source actually does real reporting oh, and yeah. actually presents the, the the full story then then when they don't i'm just like whoa yeah. actually they actually showed the full story they like if, i would be like, i would whoa. be blown away if there was a left-wing media source that'd be like well we don't think that this election was stolen, but we have to admit that there was some really sketchy stuff that happened during this election, and it was highly irregular, and questions have to be raised. If they actually said that, which is 100% true, mm -hmm. and we should be, and to say, oh yes, we should be requesting full and thorough investigations and signature ballots and ID checks. Mm -hmm. If a left-wing source actually said that, I would be like hands to the sky, like standing ovation, but they'll never do it because they don't want to actually say this is what we want our users to think about. They want to say this is what we want our users to think. And it's, 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 uh... it's a shameful manipulation tactic that the media has used. And here, like at our channel here, we do not want to tell you how to think. We want to give you the information, give you our commentary. Mm -hmm. That's the purpose. We're not going to tell you, oh yes, like you should ignore this data because it goes against what... It's like, no, look at all available strands of data. Mm -hmm. You should have, you should be as informed about a subject as you can be because sometimes there are results which go against the norm. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was arguing with somebody earlier this week and they're like, oh yes, hydroxychloroquine does not work. 
and look at this study and this study and this study. And I'm like, none of these studies use hydroxychloroquine properly. Why is that? And they're like, well, I don't know. And it's like, well, I do. I know why they didn't use it properly because they wanted to deliberately discriminate or not discriminate. They wanted to deliberately um, misrepresent, misrepresent and discredit hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. And that's how you do it. They're like, well, it had hydroxychloroquine. It's like, but that's not the prescribed usage during the initial testing. The initial mm-hmm. testing was like 400 milligrams of this, 200 milligrams of this, 200 milligrams of this. And it's like, if you were saying, oh, no, we're only going to use hydroxychloroquine. And it's like, well, it only works if you have fatal doses of hydroxychloroquine. That is deliberately misinterpreting. Mm-hmm. That is being dishonest. Yeah. And there's a lot of dishonesty going on. I know. Around. There's so much dishonesty. Like yeah, it kind of raises the question. Like I was, I was sharing this picture, and I shared it with Danny a while back, where it's like the cow that's pointing to the meat packing plant. And it's like, <laughs> oh, look at him so, going off in his conspiracies again. It's like, no, <laughs> this is not a conspiracy anymore. This is like yeah. really obvious stuff. And if you take even five minutes to take a look at the vast amount of data that there is, it's mm. pretty evident that there is almost. Like, there is a vast global conspiracy. Yeah, and I, and I think, like, you know, even, like, this one girl I was talking to in this one chat on uh, City News news or whatever. <laughs> Those um, chats. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> and my she gosh. Was, and she thought she had me. She thought, she oh, was yes. like, here's a stat from, like, you know, Stats Canada. And it shows, mm-hmm. like, yep. you know, like, oh, there's, there's good there's, – they, they predict that 10,000 – Excess deaths are going to happen this year. I'm like, so your claim that there's not a great, a massive excess of deaths this year is totally wrong. And I'm like, is it? And then is I'm like, though? if you actually look, if you look back, and I actually posted from the exact same source, but just listing all the previous years, uh-huh. it's like if you actually look at the charts, they they fluctuate. It's barely out of an outlier. They're, they're, yeah, it's it's and like I'm like. 10,000 is not as much as you think. I mean, no. that was the difference between 2016 and 2017. Yep. 10,000 people more died in 2017 than yep. 2016. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that shows that this is this is. And not we've had increases in population. In increase. Yeah. So it's like and so, we would and be expecting some just, form of increase. And if we're not expecting some form of increase, then it's like, why? Why would we not expect there to be an increase in death? Yeah, it's more complicated than it than, is. It is. Than, than what's presented. But but the main thing is that like her big argument that she kept arguing is that uh, oh well we we can't just listen to to you like you you're a Facebook idiot or something like that. Yeah, it's like we have to listen to science. And I'm like, no, what you're saying is you listen to scientists. Yeah. In other words, you yes. prefer to listen to the people the politically that, motivated scientists the politically motivated who want to push an agenda. Yeah, and I'm like, science. Science isn't just a. They don't hold the the monopoly on science. It's like they are. They happen to be scientists for sure in their yeah. fields, but there are an entire gambit of scientists mm-hmm. in that field. I disagree with and them. who disagree with them. So I'm yeah. like, you just prefer to listen to those scientists, but because ignore the ones that, that you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. okay. And it's pretty common. So speaking of vast hoaxes and global conspiracies. <laughs> much better yeah we have to be moving on because we're already at 40 minutes we can just oh, talk oh. and talk and talk and talk which Jeez. why we are going to be talking more on the saturday on the roundtable discussion which will be up on youtube and i will be sharing the link around to all our various platforms so 
Student was not victim of racism for eating while black at 80,000 Smith College and made up details that ruined the lives of four campus workers and led to controversial anti-bias training that employer resigned over. So she claimed that she was eating. She claimed she was targeted for eating while black. She was a student at the 80,000 a year all women's college. She went into an empty cafeteria, which was reserved for a summer school. She was seen by a gender reported someone in the close canteen. He called security. Another gender arrived to speak to her. She said on Facebook she was made unwelcome at the school. She said the cafe worker was racist for informing her the room was closed. An independent investigator cleared those involved. The cafe worker who suffers from lupus was hospitalized with stress. A gender was not present during the incident, was forced from his job, was not present, was forced from his job, <laughs> and one employee resigned well, he was Friday. not present. Citing a racially hostile environment. So, of course... Like, I'm not going to go over the entire article because it's several pages long. But mm-hmm. essentially, it's what was said there. They came to her, they're like, okay, like, you can't eat here. This section is closed off. And she's like, you're racially profiling me. And I was accosted for eating while black. And then yeah. it made this whole skerfuffle. And four people <laughs> were forced out of their jobs. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, even though they were cleared of all wrongdoing, they... The liberal arts school did not publicly make an apology, did not settle with these people. Yeah. They just said, okay, we're going to quietly concede that this was false. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's and, not yeah, enough. Never, never mind the lives that were destroyed oh, I know. in the process. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what, like, I'm not going to talk about this story for very long because it's all too common. False allegations of racism, false allegations of rape, of sexual assault are common. Mm-hmm. We don't wish they were. We wish that everybody accusing someone else of rape was telling the truth. We wish that whenever somebody was saying, oh yes, like these people are all racist, we wish that it was the truth. Because if you are innocent, you should not have your life ruined. Mm-hmm. Like I remember thinking back to a Change My Mind segment that Steven Crowder did right during the Kavanaugh hearings. And he's like, Kavanaugh is one of two things. He is either a terrible person and a horrible rapist and should be sent to prison for the rest of his life. Or he is the greatest victim in American society right now. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, how could he be the greatest victim? It's like, how would you like it? If I was to say, oh, like, you're a rapist. You raped all these people. And they're like, no, I didn't. It's like, where's your proof? And it's like, I don't have any. But my testimony is convincing. (laughs) And so that's justification to ruin your life. Mm -hmm. It's like, but I didn't do it. And it's like, well, he probably didn't either. Yeah. Guilty until proven innocent. And I think one of the ways that we could discourage people from doing this, like right now, I think the only punishment that you have for making a false allegation of rape or a false rape hoax or racism Mm -hmm. hoax is filing a false police report. Mm-hmm. that's like the only official charge and sometimes if you commit other crimes in the process then they'll put you with that as well mm-hmm. but like firing, filing a false police report is not a huge crime not particularly and, and especially really like, and especially compared to the damage that you've already done because a lot of these people who are accused of rape or accused of racism are kicked off their jobs or kicked off campus and have their lives ruined Without any, before the investigation even occurs, mm-hmm. and it's like and then the schools never make yeah never, the schools are like never, okay we'll settle quietly with you 
And their settlements aren't even they're not settlements. They're just they're just a quiet apology, maybe a little yeah. bit of like you know like money, but like a person that has lost their career, yeah. they've mm -hmm. lost their their scholarship, they've and lost they've, uh, all they've, they've lost a lot of their chance in their future. Because yeah, if you were to move past now. this, like employers are going to Google you, they are. They're going to Google you. They're going to see what comes up. They're going to see if you have any like crazy things that you've said in the past. Mm -hmm. If they Google you and they're like, oh, he was accused of racism. It's not going to say, okay, like he was quietly settled out of court because he was innocent. The main articles that are going to come up are this person was accused of racism. And this is what the alleged thing that happened was. Yeah. And, and doesn't like, matter at that point. They're mm -hmm. just going to assume. The employees are going to be like, well, this is a controversial hire. And we can't take yeah. the heat. Yeah. Well, and here's the last thing I think we should say about this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know if you can go down to the the, the picture of this woman um, on the, the screen. Yeah. So, this lady. Okay. So her name is some uh, Amu Knut. Now, I I've, I've noticed that there is a tendency, yeah. and it's it's, it's something where you you tend to you tend to view the world through uh, through the like a. There, I talked to a lot of people, like you know, even people from like the the black community, like people in our in our uh, Bible study and all that, and they they tend to look at the world through like through this like you know through racial glasses. Yeah. They believe that if somebody cut me off, it's because I'm black. If somebody mm -hmm. like you know was mean to me at a, at, the, at a yeah. restaurant, it may it's have been because, because of I'm race. black. If if uh, somebody didn't give me a promotion, and one of the girls I talked to at uh, in, in our Bible study. She said that her first instinct when she was passed over for a promotion was to think this person passed me over because of race. She yeah. found out later that no, actually there was a lot, a lot of more factors for the promotion of the other person and that she didn't know at the time. Yeah. And she's like, oh, actually that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad that they hired this person or promoted this person over me because they were definitely more qualified. But because she didn't even realize how much she let uh, race um, influence her her view of the world. And the thing is, people in this in in these groups, in these uh, intersectional groups, mm -hmm. whether you're in the black community, whether you're in the LGBT community, whether you're in the uh, like Muslim community, you tend to interpret things through the eyes of the victimhood that you've been given. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this happens all the time. This is why. I was even telling Stephen like um, yeah. there was this incident that happened before the rally. There's a a Muslim, apparently a Muslim woman who was wearing a hijab was apparently uh, I don't know she was attacked somehow at a bus station or something. Now that's terrible, and I think it's I'm hoping that they they investigate it. And hopefully, yep. if there if if it did happen, the person's hold accountable. But my first question is, was she attacked for being Muslim, or was she attacked? Yeah, and did she see it as a, I'm being targeted because I'm a Muslim? Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that this woman is a liar. I'm just saying that this is this is such a common phenomenon yeah. that people in a, in a victimhood yeah, kind it's of essentially like, how modern society and modern culture has instructed on us how to live. In that, mm -hmm. if you are like, if you're one of someone like me, where we're white and we're heterosexual and we're a man, mm -hmm. it's like, well. We can't blame these victim hierarchies for anything that happens to us. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time when someone goes after us, it's like, well, because you're white and you deserve this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not our first response to think, oh, it's because we're white. It's because we're a man. Whereas a lot of these people, 
It's like whenever anything negative happens to them whatsoever, mm-hmm. it's instantly, how can I claim victimhood status through this yeah. negative event? Yeah. And, and they, it's they, not how we should be living. And I we're, we're kind of moving past, and I'm going to kind of end off right there. But I think one quote that I'm going to end with, with I think it was Candace Owens. And it's like, I choose not to be the victim. I choose to live like the victor. Mm-hmm. And I'm paraphrasing heavily. I forget exactly what the quote was, but that's how we should be living. Mm-hmm. We should be living as someone who's been through struggle and emerged victorious. We should not be living as my life was hard because I was a victim. Everyone pity me. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and this is this is what's driving the division. So yeah. it's but, we're creating an unjust society mm-hmm. for this stuff. So. Speaking of actual victims. <laughs> So, COVID-19 quarantine screening officer charged with extortion and sexual assault. So, a quarantine screening officer who allegedly demanding cash from a woman before sexually assaulting her at her home faces related charges. The accused had been trained by the Public Health Agency of Canada as a designated screening officer under the Quarantine Act. According to the police statement, the accused was doing a quarantine compliance check at a home. The accused informed the victim that they were in violation of the quarantine order and demanded that the fine be paid in cash. Police so alleged. Right, right off the bat. Right off the bat, bribery. Him. Bribery. Yeah, he's yep. like, I'll let you off, but you have to You got to pay in cash. When the victim declined to pay, because of course that's a crime, she was sexually assaulted by the accused. So, it doesn't exactly say what happened, but mm-hmm. it's still terrible. And it, the government. I'm going to go over the other situation, and then we're going to talk about both situations in combination. So, man charged with sexual assault in Montreal quarantine hotel. Woman says she felt helpless. So, another man has been charged with sexual assault after an incident last week at a Montreal COVID-19 quarantine hotel. The woman alleging the assault told CTV News, and the man came into her room, refused to leave, partially undressed, and touched her against her will, only leaving when she threatened to scream. So. She was. She didn't expect to end up. She felt helpless where she didn't expect to end up, and where she was told she wasn't allowed to disclose her location. Mm-hmm. They don't well, tell they you where you're taking you. And said the woman who didn't want her name published. They gave us a set of rules. You can't post on social media. You can't disclose your location. Federal health yeah. officials told CTV they're aware of the incident and taking it extremely seriously. But she it's allowed really- it to happen. Yeah. I'm not gonna like the rest of this, the situation was basically. That she had an interaction with a fellow traveler. The fellow traveler kind of let himself into her room. Because in, in another in another site, another view of this story, she told the reporters that they took the lock to her room away. Mm-hmm. And then this guy came into her room, forced his way in, made himself at home, and then said, I, I haven't had sexual intercourse in a long time and started to undress and started to masturbate while touching her. Like, really sick-in-the-head stuff. Mm -hmm. And this has been allowed to happen because of what the federal government has put these people through. The federal government has put people in these situations that's practically begging for these things to happen. Yeah, and... You have people completely isolated in rooms, and the doors aren't locked, and anybody can come in as much as they want. Yeah. And, like... If he had wanted to, 
he could have bound and gagged her and then raped her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then... There's, there's no safeguards. Like, there's no safeguards. Okay. And then, if he had just left, like, if he had waited until the final day of his quarantine, and then left, and then he, she wouldn't know what room he was from, mm-hmm. it would have been very difficult to find this guy. And she says that even after she was screaming, it took them 15 or 20 minutes to get to her room. Mm-hmm. And asked for a bottle of water, which she had asked for four hours ago. That was why, in the in the other story, that she left her room where she was looking for the security guard to get a bottle of water, and the other guy encountered her there. Mm-hmm. And in the other article, she was not allowed to go back home. Even after the trauma. No, they told her, okay, you can go back to the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to go back to the hotel room. And they're like, well, we have to finish your quarantine. Yeah. She's like, but I got a negative test. Why are you sending me back? And they're like, well, that's the policy. You have to go back. Mm -hmm. Like, this is disgusting treatment of citizens. Yeah. And the government is allowing this to happen. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, well, if we will see how far we can push the citizens, we'll see what we can implement. Mm -hmm. None of this is about public safety. None of this is about protecting people from COVID. It's all about Seeing what they can get away with. Seeing what the people will comply with. Mm -hmm. And if you comply with this, how far will they go? Mm. Like, it's surprising how far. Like, just one little further rant. We talked last week about the imprisonment of pastors. About Pastor James Coates up near Edmonton. Of course, we went to the protest of the rally. It is appalling. How many Christians are like, well, it's okay that he's in prison. He's just kind of a rabble rouser. Or they, they accuse him of being like in the wrong. Yeah, they know, accuse oh, him of being a sin. Like, oh, he's not of God. He's just like a sinful heretic. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're just saying that because you parrot what the media has told you because you thoroughly believe this virus to be the most dangerous thing ever, even though the data does not support it. Or more importantly, because you believe that... Uh... You know, like you don't you don't want to rock the boat. You don't yeah. want to ruin the good thing you have going. Mm-hmm. And this guy's rocking the boat for you. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And like, how far people are willing to go to excuse mm-hmm. what's happening here is baffling. Like when yeah. someone said, I remember I had a confrontation on Facebook with like a friend of a friend, and I was like, okay, like people are starving, like they're losing their business, they're going bankrupt. And he's like, well, as Christians, we shouldn't be concerned about physical things. And I'm like, people are starving. Uh, Yeah. And your response is, well, we shouldn't be concerned about physical things because we should be focused on the internal. These people are not always Christians. Not to mention that this is not a biblical approach. It's not. Christians are supposed to be. They're supposed to care about about the physical needs of others. Even James. The book of James says that if you if you say to some if you see your brother in need and you say like you know be, you know, be well and well fed but do yeah. nothing mm-hmm. you're not actually living up to your Christian exactly. like you know moral moral uh, duty yeah. and like the idea that he says like it's, phys- it's like just a physical thing I'm like he clearly doesn't understand no. the what is expected of mm-hmm. a Christian yeah. like at all like he, he that's not biblical I'll yeah that right off so right like, off the bat all of this it's making me lose faith. In other people. And I've lost a lot of faith in other people. Like, I see people who even know what's going on and they're like, well, I can't it's be fine. bothered. Like, 
it'll work itself out. It won't get that bad. Like, you're kind of just being an alarmist. And I'm like, well, unless you stand up, it will get that bad. Like, if, if enough people stand up, like, we look at what happened with the restaurant rebellion. Mm-hmm. Enough people stood up. Enough people opened up. The government's like, well, I guess we can't ticket or arrest them all, so we have to have some form of restaurant reopening. Mm-hmm. And the government's like, well, we don't like it, but we have to do it. And it's like, that's the power of the community all standing up and com- as one saying no. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what we have the power to do. If we all stood up, if we all said, okay, we're going to go to, in Calgary, Fairview Baptist Church. They're a church that's reopening. And other churches lose attendance. And be like, okay, if you're not willing to reopen, then your attendance will be minimal. Mm-hmm. Because your church is not following the instructions of God. Mm-hmm. And these restaurants will succeed because they're open fully, whereas your restaurant... Will, struff, will struggle and probably go out of business because you're following the mandates and the mandate because the mandates have nothing to do with public health. Yeah, and 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 all these mandates are being enforced unequally. Yes, that's, pro- that's, that's, one of that's a problems. huge problem. Yeah, that's a huge problem. It's like, and it's not that's that's why there's a hypocrisy in how mm-hmm. the government is doing their 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 things. Now here here's a big thing with uh, a lot of, a lot of people's response to yep. these kind of uh, COVID hotels. And, and, and to a lot of the things that are going on, yeah. like I'm, I'm always surprised, very surprised that a lot of people respond saying, oh, they're not they're not really like, you know, what civil liberties are we losing? And I'm like, that it shows this isn't the lockdown. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they think that this isn't like that, the, not, that the government is not. This is a totally normal. Rights. Yeah, they, yeah, they think that the government's not infringing on our rights. It's not not uh, doing anything out of the norm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Like it shows me how yeah. little people understand of what they're doing. Yeah. The government knows that they're breaking the the like. There was a reporter that asked John Carpe, like, "Wait, what charter rights are being broken by these COVID hotels?" And he's like, "Like, are you kidding me? There's like six, seven, <laughs> like eight, five or like, six. Just how for many? That. Like, yeah. just for that that are being broken. Now, uh-huh. the gov- even the government acknowledges that they're they're violating charter rights. Yeah. But their whole thing is that they believe that these are justified, even though they haven't proven it. Yeah. And people people still believe that, like, oh, I'm sure they have a good reason. So, the problem is, people. And, and here's here's the main thing I, I I want to say. A lot of Christians have talked about the the whole thing with pastor coats. They all say, and, and this is such a common refrain. They all say that, "Oh, now's not the time." Yeah. To we to can't stand. be resisting like, right now. Yeah, we can't be resisting right now. If they do like something more egregious, then we resist. But I'm like, I like studying history. Yeah. I've understood a principle is that the the time, the best time to resist government overreach and abuse is when is there's early, the first evidence, not of. later. Yeah. yeah, because early on is when you have the most power yep. and the most ability to do so. But if you wait till it's really bad yep. to do something about it, by that point, it's your your power and your ability and all of these things yep. that that you needed to be able to make a, a, a mm-hmm. principal stand, yep. which is already too late. Yep. And this is why I don't like uh, I don't like the idea that oh. You know, this is just like a small inconvenience to people in in, um, in the airports and you know people uh, who are flying. But which, by the way, one thing I should I should mention, like uh, there's a video on on, on uh, circulating right now that's I recommend everyone watch. It's by Chris Sky, 
came yes. from an airport, and he basically said like, "No, nope, like, I refuse, no, I refuse bye your bye. test. I refuse <laughs> your COVID thing. I refuse everything." Give and they gave him the like, "Oh, I'll take the fine. No worries." And he just yeah. went home. And I was like, "Like, they're they're banking on people. They're banking on people's ignorance. They're they're banking on yeah. people who are good natured. They don't want to kick up a fuss, yeah. and they they don't know really what to do. And so." The I think what Chris exposed is yeah. that this is illegal and they know it, but they're not going to tell you that. Yeah. And so, yeah, for sure. Until enough people, enough people push back, it's going to yeah. keep going. And another incident of all of this. Happening. Final incident. Final incidents. Yeah. Final incidents. Final. We're going to try and go through it quick because we're already just past an hour. So maskless confrontation in a Burnaby Canadian tire. This is from City oh. City News. So. Oh. Already going to be fairly dishonest. So much, but if you're looking, so if you're fu- if you're looking at the video, like yeah. watch the video for yourself. It's important. Yeah. Uh, viewer discretion, is, of course, is advised because lots. it has lots of profanity. It's very raw. So it's yeah, it's very raw. So a man refused to wear a mask inside a Burnaby Canadian Tire store is the center of an inv- assault investigation. Video of the incident was widely shared online. It appears to show a man being surrounded by staff at the store. Before the man attempts to get away, the employees pin him down and try to put handcuffs on him. First, how on earth do they feel they have the right to do that? So, as a quote that he yells, I didn't actually hear this when I was watching the video, my human rights are trumping your BS mask mandates. (laughs) Which is true. Totally true. So, Burnaby's RCMP Corporal Mike Kalanich says Mounties have received a call from staff members who said the man would not put on a mask and would not leave. Mm-hmm. Now, when they said no, they decided they were going to escort him out. That's when he allegedly, at this point, assaulted a couple of the staff members. That's, of course, when the video starts and the altercation happens. Police arrived on the scene. The staff members had the man pinned down and officers took over from there. Now, mm-hmm. of course, there should be some questions ar- ri- rising up from this. Now, if he says, like, my human rights trump your mask mandates and like the videos don't show a lot of what happens here if he did by some happenstance like punch a few staff members which he didn't i'll I'll pretty much put it out that way yeah i like i wasn't watching super closely on the video from what i can tell that did not happen but if he did then it's like okay like forcibly removing him from the store is Mm -hmm. under somewhat reasonable grounds Putting him into a headlock is overkill, considering how many staff members they had. But, Absolutely overkill, yeah. Like, but if you look at it from the other instance, where he's just saying, no, I won't leave, and especially if he was saying at some other point that he was exempt, then everything of what they're doing is a crime. Mm-hmm. Forcing him to leave is a crime. Mm-hmm. Putting him in a headlock, assaulting him is a crime. Absolutely a crime. And, like... It would be nice to have the availability and the option to see what the other footage from this event is. Mm-hmm. Like if there's footage from this event where it shows that he was clearly like saying I'm exempt in a, in a previous instance where he's just trying to be like, don't bother me. I'm trying to shop. And then they basically grapple onto him and tackle him. Mm-hmm. Like it would be the footage is not great. I'll say that. Really it it skips out on so much and you kind of have yelling altercation whipping out handcuffs and then you skip to him being 
put in a headlock. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what happened in that time? And all you hear is a bunch of profanity. Yeah. I think, I think that the, like, I really like the fact that they have, that we have like cell phone footage now of these mm -hmm. incidents. Yes. And the reason is because a, it gives a lot, it gives the, first of all, if it gives investigators something more to work from, because the visual is much more helpful than people's words. Cause I, I hate to say it, but like employees, as much as I, I respect them, they will say whatever is in yeah. their, in their own benefit. They may mm -hmm. even like, like completely over, Com yeah. um, They'll say things that are not what true. What actually happened? Yeah. So, like one of the things, one of the videos that they won't show, but it's the guy himself started recording because he was being harassed yeah. by staff members. So, mo like based on what I saw from the video, you see a, a staff member who's already harassing him. He's like, "You need to get out. You need to leave. You need to get out. You need to get out." And then they're basically standing in his way and obstructing him. So already they're being confrontational. Oh yeah, exceptionally right? so. And then second, and then secondly, the here's here's the thing that always happens that bothers me that nobody takes into account. People start putting their hands on 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 you. Yeah. People get defensive. It's like he's like they're telling them like, okay, you need to go, and they, they like, basically Don't touch me. They, they basically start pushing you yeah. and try to shove you. And and then you you get defensive, and I think what happened in the video, based on what I was watching and listening, yeah. it sounds like this this store employee was out of line. He was mm -hmm. pushing the guy, and he turned around and swung at him, yeah. probably because he was in that, he was frustrated. And then that and and I'm guessing he may have I, I don't know he may have clipped them somehow. Um, I doubt that it was very a very serious one because the way that the the kid reacted, he's like. He's like, oh, that's it. You're out of here. Like he's almost like he just got what he wanted. Yeah. And now he's like gonna like he's like, oh, I I just got what I wanted. Now I can now yeah, I can I go can all really over you, like right? attack you. Yeah. Right. And so so this guy when it's provoking you, when this, into an escalation. Yeah, yeah. This guy when the video started, you see them surround him, and now they're basically like, okay, so this is a, a perfect example of complete lack of de-escalation. Well, here, Danny. I'll see if I can play without sound so that people don't have to deal with the amount of profanity in this video. Sure. Please don't play an ad for me, City News. Oh, they will. You know they will. <laughs> you do <dirt laughs> things. But, but, okay, it's uh, only six seconds. But yeah, and then we'll kind of have... Okay, yeah, so it's so two like, minutes. The, the, Let's see if we can skip forward a little bit. So yeah, yeah it's so just like... Yeah, they start confronting him. Start right? confronting. Yeah. We'll skip forward a little bit. Obviously, the guy's agitated, and what do they do? They immediately go into, like, you're under arrest. Yeah. And I'm into, like, like, we're pushing you out of the store. And yeah. then, of course, this footage no, no, no. is terrible. At this, point, at this point, they're not even pushing him out of the store. Now they're basically all swarming. Yeah, and now I, they're and swarming him, thing. and then this footage is so terrible. Ugh. This is one thing I, I – I, I, it bothers me about, like, about, like, what's happening in this pandemic everywhere. And this is everywhere in the world. This There's an abusive tactic – being used by people everywhere called swarming. Yeah, swarming is a terrible way to take down a suspect. Why? Because what you're doing is you're you're basically you're basically using the force of various people to take down a person. But then the the possibility of harming that the person you're taking down goes up exponentially. Yeah, because you have a whole bunch of people that are all doing their own thing, and you're you're actually like you know causing straight up harm to somebody. Look at this guy. Look at this idiot. 
he's putting this like he put this this guy in a headlock to the point where his face was turning red. He said yep. he couldn't breathe. And here they slam him, and the guy jumps on top of him, face first into the into the hard ground. Yeah, like I saw a similar incident happen in a mall in Ontario. The the security guards they basically like pushed the guy. He turned around and he was like, "Don't touch me!" And then oh, they basically this was that, that. situation um, with that former vet, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they that was used, crazy. They basically taunted him into reacting, and they used the reaction yeah. as justification to justify any action that they took afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and then they and the same thing happened. Yeah. They they wanted to charge him mm-hmm. for, assault. for assault. Why? Because he's because he's like, what? What? How? How in the world is it that you're arresting me for yeah. like not a bull a, a trumped up charge? Yeah. And here the same thing's happening. And what's happening? Mm-hmm. These people. Were used excessive force. Yeah, Without and they, they 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 had no idea how to de-escalate. They just wanted the yeah. confrontation. And on top of that, they're charging him for like you know assault. And, and you'll you'll notice like he he didn't actually hurt any of them. He they're basically all on top of him. Yeah. And then finally, the media are throwing this guy under the bus. They basically portrayed this guy as the the worst the ultimate kind villain. of person the ultimate villain he is he went into the store and he's the jerk and he's he wanted like, a confrontation nobody in the store yeah nobody in the store was in the wrong i'm like no i i'm sorry That's i used to my one of my, one of my close one of my close friends worked as a security guard for many years and he said that a security guard has to be very careful in what you do and how you enforce, uh, you know, like anything like that. You yep. can't just, you can't just like, no. you know, go nuts on anybody that you need totally. to uh, confront. And yep. I, I actually feel, no matter what the investigation reveals, the guy who, the guy who choked this guy, he should, he should be fired. If he's a security guard, he should oh, yeah. be fired. I don't care. I don't care what comes out of this. Like I don't care. Yeah. Nothing. There's no excuse for choking, for choking a man. somebody that you're swarming. No, it's it's just it's completely unjustified. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's basically how we saw that incident. Um, we encourage you to watch that video a couple times for yourself with sound. It can be jarring because there's a lot of profanity, but these incidents are happening more and more. Like yeah. confrontation of those without masks, of those not following the bylaw, because a lot of people misunderstand how these bylaws work. And what exemptions are meant to say and what exemptions are meant to do because people misunderstand, they will yell, they will scream, they will accost you, they will accuse you of wanting to kill grandma because they do not understand A, the exemptions in the bylaw, and B, they do not understand how this pandemic works. Mm -hmm. Or the real risk. Yeah, the the real risk. Like a little bit of an outlier. I saw a study yesterday. It wasn't, well, it wasn't really a study. They just tested, they tested 3,200 asymptomatic kids for COVID. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we're going to examine you for a period of like five days and we're going to test you to see if you have COVID. Mm-hmm. 1% had COVID. 1%. It's like, this is the likelihood. I'm not saying this is like a big overarching thing, but saying that everybody who is not showing symptoms has to wear masks Everybody has mm-hmm. to basically stay social distance and quarantine your houses and then getting together with others is a crime. Mm-hmm. 
is completely bogus. 1% of asymptomatic kids out of 3,000 were positive. Mm-hmm. And even and if, if you are asymptomatic and carry COVID, the likelihood of you passing it on is basically it's nothing. Very, like it's extremely low. Here, here's the thing: the, the 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 trend that I'm seeing and that I'm I'm most worried about is the contempt. Yes, people have people now have genuine contempt yeah. for anybody who doesn't play along. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually that's the biggest worry yeah, I have it's, because it's all about say, oh you you're entitled. You just yeah. think you're better than everyone else. It's like, that's not it yeah. at all. You just do not understand how the other yeah. side feels. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. oh, there's... well, I'm fine, so therefore you must be fine. And if you're not fine, then you're a selfish, entitled prick. Yeah. And it's like, and, no, and, you're and, just and, assuming and motive. Calling, and people are also calling for some of the most ridiculous, like, you know, like things. Oh, yeah. like, they're saying, like, anybody who goes out and uh, doesn't follow these rules, well, like, their health care should be suspended. Yeah. And I'm like, you realize how horrible that that actually mm-hmm. is? Yeah. And, and people are saying, like, oh, they should just throw them all in jail. It's like, oh, they should just find them into oblivion. Oh, like yeah. It's like there's no more compassion. No. There's no more desire to uh, to actually understand. It's just people just hate. Now, people it's, now hate yes. their their opponents, their ideological opponents. Yeah. Like, for, for like, that's that's what Gina Carano. I was like just that, about to uh, say that. That's what she was thrown under the that's bus. That's what she for. was thrown under the bus she for. Pointed out. She pointed out that any society that goes downhill and goes into like horrible crimes against their own yep. citizens always starts by encouraging their citizens to hate yep. anybody they disagree with, and this is where we're heading. This is where and we're this heading. Is, I see this everywhere. Yeah, people genuinely hate people who don't agree. Yeah, and. And I hate to say this. It's scary. This is also this is also happening in the Christian community. Yes, it is. I have seen far too many Christians too many. who genuinely, genuinely have animosity and contempt for anybody mm-hmm. who doesn't follow the rules. Yep. And so, yeah, it's infecting everything. Yep. Indeed. So that's going to be the end of our main show today. Mm-hmm. Now, of course. People who are going to be watching are not going to be watching on YouTube because YouTube has essentially gone through our older videos and decided that they are going to be trying to find anything problematic and try and remove us from YouTube. So we have moved on to an open source new app called NewTube. And NewTube is, as I said, open source, anti-censorship. And it's actually founded by a guy here in Alberta who is against the lockdowns. So... Encourage you to check out our stuff there. Um, hopefully, we can, of course, go from four subscribers because I am no, very you, active yeah. on YouTube. You have to re. You have to re. Uh, you basically you're restarting. Yeah, we're so basically restarting. Almost fresh. If it wasn't for Parlor, we would pretty much be fresh. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, we can get going. We'll still try and upload our stuff to BitChute, but there's problems with BitChute that I'm not going to go into. So I wanted to find a platform where we could upload our videos, where all of them would be processed in a timely manner, and I wanted to go to a platform where we could upload our videos and we could stream. Speaking of streaming, we will be doing streaming at 7 o'clock Mountain Time on the 27th of February. So it'll just be this coming Saturday. And we don't have too many confirmed guests right now. So if you want, like, honestly, if you want to be a guest, give me a shout and I'll have a quick conversation with you and we'll go from there. 
Like that's how it worked with one of our guests for last month was I literally talked to him on the Friday before the interview, before the, <laughs> the session. Cause I'm like, well, let's see how this works. And it worked out fine. He was a great guest, despite the fact that our, we had some video and technical issues on that episode, which will not happen yeah. this week. <laughs> I hope so. I figured it out and will not be trying to overload and overclock my processor. Mm-hmm. My bad. <laughs> know your limits, Stephen. Know, know my limits. processor's limits. It's 10 yes. years old. And yeah. hopefully, eventually, I will get something newer. But for now, this is what I have, and this is what it's capable of doing. So, <laughs> thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you are on Facebook, like, share, follow, give us a review. If you're on YouTube, subscribe and comment. I will try and get through and engage with everybody in the comments. If you're on YouTube, screw off. If you are on <laughs> Parlor, Echo, Upvote, and talk to us, I'm always happy to engage with our Parlor fans. And hopefully they will bring back all of our 37,000 Parlor fans. Hopefully, sometime <laughs> soon. They're working on getting everything back in Parlor, so we'll get there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if you're listening on any of our podcast platforms, don't forget to download and share this content. Mm-hmm. That's what we get around. If you want to be a guest, if you want to be interviewed, let me know. I can do it. I have lots of free time in the evenings because my kids are in bed by 7.30. <laughs> so I have lots of evenings free because I can't leave the house. Start to get inside. Go crazy. Also, Danny, <laughs> Danny, if you want, like, we could do, um, we could do the, the live stream from my house. Mm, I can't do it. No. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, it's my birthday on Saturday. Oh. So I'm having people. I'm having people over on Saturday uh, during the day. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. You betrayer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talking about like cheeky, little cheeky here. Oh, I am a cheeky bastard. <laughs> All right. So a little bit of a side note. It was a private conversation. Whoopsie Daisy. So, without further ado, here are the Half-Life Hecklers. We may be blind, but we can still see the truth. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Saturday. I'm out. Mm.